You're listening to I Said What I Said, a sports podcast bringing you opinions not heard anywhere else. We cover everything in the world of football, basketball, and gambling. Now, stepping up to the mic, your hosts, Brad Wakai and Tyson Gentry. All right, welcome to a bonus edition of I Said What I Said as we discuss the top five running backs in the NFL. I'm the host, Brad Wakai, alongside my co-host, Tyson Gentry. If you missed our top five quarterbacks episode, go back and listen to it on Spotify. Go ahead and check it out on YouTube. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share, just so you can always stay up to date with what we're doing. But Tyson, I'm pumped to go through these running backs today. And we were very simpatico on the quarterbacks. This is going to get a little crazy, I think, on these different ones. So uh, I think we're going to have some fun today. This might be the – I haven't seen your list. I, you know mine, uh, just so we could get it in the show notes and everything. I haven't seen Brad, so I'm excited uh, to be taken aback a little bit. But this – from what you're making it sound like, this might be the biggest disagreement we've had in, you know, 10 years of doing, <laughs> doing this stuff with each other. Yeah, absolutely. I think so, especially at the end here. So let's go ahead and jump into it because we both do have the same number five. And for both of us, it is Saquon Barkley of the New York Giants. And – I'll let you take this long, um, and we'll, we'll just kind of die from there. Well, it's it's he's the hardest person to rank, I think, in this whole thing. Like he has a home uh, in the top five for me. Like even when he's not uh, crushing the world, it's really tough to evaluate Saquon. I think compared to his peers, because it's almost Christian McCaffrey and Carolina esque in that. He is the offense. Like we talk about, Daniel Jones made this huge jump and all this stuff. Saquon was healthy. Saquon was healthy. Saquon was getting the ball out of the backfield um, on swing routes and things like that, really making DJ's life easier. And that's it's shown by his average depth of target. I think uh, if you just take a look at that, it doesn't take a genius to kind of do some of those things. This dude can do literally everything on a football field. Um, unfortunately, I think that the injury gods just kind of robbed us of potentially an all-time great career. Like when he hit the ground as a rookie, it was like, oh, this is this kid's league. <laughs> it's going to be like that for a long time. Uh, but he's been banged up. As long as Saquon Barkley's healthy, I think he'll shoot up the list for me. But this is a – he's just really hard to place here because it's – we're still kind of waiting for it a little bit. You know, it feels like um, like we're just – this dude's supposed to get 2,000 yards someday. He's supposed to be a 2,000-yard uh, all-around guy with 15 touchdowns uh, combined rushing and through the air. And we just haven't been able to see it. And it's kind of due to things outside of his control. Well, last year he ran for 1,312 yards, you know, 10 touchdowns. He added some threat out of the backfield with 338 receiving yards. You know, he did that with those rushing yards on 295 attempts. It's elite. You know, so below 300. So it's a really good four and a half or 4.4 yards per carry. When he's been healthy, he's never had under 1,000 yards. But that's the thing. When healthy, like he has to stay healthy. And that's been his bugaboo for the past couple of years, you know. Um, most 100-plus yards from scrimmage by a rookie, 12. Um, and he also was tied for the most 50 plus yard touchdowns by a rookie with Randy Moss, which fought with five of them. So that just goes to show how explosive of an athlete this kid really is. It's just the fact that the injuries going to take away from him. Like we saw last year what he can do when healthy. The offensive line, it's gotten much better there in New York. Is that going to help him? It should, right? He's going to have less contact at the line of scrimmage or behind it, like he dealt with for a couple of years there when he was recovering from injury. So I think we could be looking forward on Saquon Barkley and potentially saying, I think the Giants made a mistake by not giving him a big extension when they could. Instead, if he continues to perform well, you know, he may be 
putting up different numbers for a different team. So I'm hoping that he performs well because it's going to be insane drama when he gets to tag again next year. Let's get into your number four, Tyson. Number four on your list, which I, I can't believe that this guy is this low, especially for you. This is my man here. But this is a this is Derek Henry for the audio listeners. We got the, the picture of that freak on the screen right now. Um, so it's a mixture of what they've done over the last couple of years. That's kind of the way we're looking at it. And then this is more so uh, projections going into next season. I just eventually, man, the wheels have to fall off this guy. Like I, I am just – I am so certain that they're – well, has never been a human being like Derrick Henry to play football. So I don't know uh, when that cliff comes. But I think that when the cliff comes for Derrick Henry, it's going to be really steep. Uh, and we saw a little bit as he worked his way back from that injury. And uh, last year, it looked like he wasn't cutting as well, um, things like that. All that said, there is one play in football that only one team can run, and that's turn around, give the ball to 22, and get the hell out of the way. And the Titans have ran that play to the playoffs uh, basically by itself. Uh, Tannehill had – Obviously, a couple really good stretches, but it wasn't like sustained. The sustained thing in Tennessee is I can give the ball to Derrick Henry 340 times a year. He's going to give me 1,500 yards. Uh, he's a better pass catcher out of the backfield than he's ever gotten credit for, and I think that was pretty evident last season when they had nobody else to catch the ball. Like, to start the year, Derrick Henry was getting seven targets a game, and we were all like, what? Uh, I think he's probably, to me, like the second-best peer running back in the league. Uh, loves to meet people in the hole, all that stuff. I would love to put this guy higher, Brad. I really would. But I just like the age cliff comes for everybody at running back and it's unforgiving. And I think this is the last year uh, that we're going to see like true full strength Derrick Henry. And it's evident like they take Ty J Spears in the third. This isn't the third round for running backs isn't really a throwaway spot, especially in this draft. You have two that go in the first uh, Zach Charbonnet, very end of the second. And then you go into A-Chain, Kendra Miller, Ty J Spears. And it's kind of like, they have an eye on the future. And if the Titans are thinking about it that way, I figure I might as well too. Yeah. And they took Hassan Haskins the previous season as well. And so, you know, they potentially are trying to load up at, at least in case that cliff does come, but my number four on the list, Tyson, it's Jonathan Taylor. I mean, the, the dude's a flat out stud and he's in the news for some drama right now with, you know, wanting to get an extension that what's new for running backs. That's just, you know, that's a whole thing. When the guys on the field, man, he is a complete stud. Like in 2021, he led the league in rush yards, rushing touchdowns, rushing yards per game, yards from scrimmage, and total touchdowns. Like he was an absolute freak in 2021. And then last year he was hurt. He almost still put up 1,000 yards. He put up 861 in, in way fewer games with only 192 attempts on the year, averaging four and a half yards per carry. So the offensive line gets much more improved. I think they'll be more physical this year. I think he's poised to have a big breakout year. But if you ever want to know how good this guy is when he came to the league, he was the youngest player ever with 2,000 scrimmage yards and 20-plus touchdowns in a single season, which is damn good. One-time All-Pro from his 2021 season. He stunk for the first eight weeks of his career. Like People were scratching their heads like, oh, maybe Jonathan Taylor's not so good. And now I think they were wrong. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he is just a flat-out stud, man. I mean, so – Whatever, whatever you think about the other stuff with what's going on there, with guys on football, when he's healthy, he is a great football player. Now let's get into your number three, Tyson, because this is where we start to to differ a little bit on where some of these guys fall. Yeah, so I went with Nick Chubb at number three, and I do want to point out it might look like Josh Jacobs and Jonathan Taylor are pretty notable omissions um, on my end here, but this again is a projection towards next year, and I'm kind of. 
uh, trying to brace myself that these two guys might not be on the field nearly as much um, or nearly as motivated as in years past. And everybody loves Nick Chubb. PFF just put him as the number one running back in the league, which I think if you're going from a pure running back standpoint, I don't even really know if it's arguable. Like Nick Chubb is just, he's unreal. And I think this year people are going to find out that Nick Chubb is a better catcher of the football, a better uh, pass blocker uh, than he's ever gotten credit for because that's never been his role. Like when Kareem Hunt was at, check out Nick Chubb's target share uh, in games that he plays when Kareem Hunt played and when games that he didn't, uh, or he played when Kareem Hunt didn't, He's the guy they want to use. And are you afraid of Jerome Ford taking touches away from Nick Chubb? I don't think so. Uh, this is a guy you want a 40-yard pop play? Got it. You, you want somebody on the five-yard line? I think Nick Chubb might be, uh, if he's not the most trustworthy guy in the league, he's up there uh, for getting the ball in the end zone. But just time puncher. Like, just comes in, punches the clock at nine, works his ass off till five, gets out of there, and you never hear about him in the news, any of that. I think that if Nick Chubb was a little bit more vocal and a little bit louder, uh, we might have a Nick Chubb as a Hall of Famer discussion. I think people forget this dude exists. Wow. wow. Um, well, my, my number three is Christian McCaffrey, and the dude is probably the best catch and running threat that we've had since Marshall Falk. Like, the dude is just a stud when it comes to what he can do with like a dual threat. Like we talk about three and D guys in basketball or, you know, people can play both ends of the floor on offense and defense. McCaffrey's that same way. Like he can line up in the slot and actually be a good slot receiver. Like he can run through the tackles. Like It's incredible. Two, last year, 244 attempts rushing 1139 yards, 85 receptions for 741 receiving yards. Uh, you know, he's, had a hundred plus receptions twice in his career. He's the only running back to ever do that. And he had the most receptions by a running back ever with 116 in a season, a thousand yards from scrimmage in four out of his six years, two of them that he didn't reach that number. He was hurt. And he's got the third most scrimmage yards in a single season in NFL history with 2,392, which came in 2019. So it just shows you how electric this guy is. Now, the reason why he's not higher on my list is mainly due to the injury concerns. Like it, it feels like it's starting to be now last year was an anomaly for what the past couple of years have been, but when this guy's healthy, he's really good. It's just when he's healthy. Like we always say that, is there going to be a nagging hamstring thing that pops up? Is there going to be a pulled calf? You know, is there a rib thing? And then now you're in San Francisco, everybody's hurt over there. It's a walking infirmary. So can we really expect that Christian McCaffrey is going to be healthy for all 17 or even for 14 games, let's say. So, because that's, that's the main question I have with Christian McCaffrey. Now, Tyson, you're in a similar situation with me. You love Christian McCaffrey. You actually have him ranked one slot higher. One slot higher, and I went back and forth uh, on where to put him. He's another one that's just really hard to rank because uh, we we picture this guy as, oh, he's running Texas routes out the backfield. He's catching passes, and he's not elite at any one thing when it comes to running the ball. Christian McCaffrey will run between the tackles like a mug, man. I mean, if you go back in the wild card or the divisional round uh, – Damn, that was a conference championship last year. It's been a long day uh, against the Philadelphia <laughs> Eagles. He went one on 11, it seemed like, in that touchdown run to kind of get the Niners back in the game before everything went to shit with uh, Josh Johnson having to come in and things like that. This dude is maybe the most electric player I've ever really had the privilege to watch. It just, he was in Carolina for so long that it almost felt like, uh, yeah, but like, because running backs don't control the game the way a quarterback does or an edge rusher, things like that. It's really hard for Christian McCaffrey to be a game breaker uh, without having the ball in his hands. 
he's in a perfect spot. I think that we learned last year that like this experiment is going to work. It's unfortunate, like you mentioned, that Jeff Wilson and Raheem Moster and Elijah Mitchell and uh, Jordan Mason and all these guys that have come through over the last couple of years have ended up hurt. Uh, but I don't know. I think that it's a double negative thing. I think Christian might cancel out. Uh, you get the most injured guy in that room and all of a sudden he's fine. There's nothing he doesn't do well. And the only reason I don't have him at one is because I might be irrationally high on my next guy, uh, but I'm pretty confident in that too. Well, moving into my number two, I got to give it to the King, the man. King. Like Derrick Henry, for me, it, 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 I thought we were going to have a bigger argument because I got him too low. And then I see you putting him at four, and that's your guy. <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked by that. And you say, okay, let's project maybe a fall off the cliff type of thing for Henry. Now, we thought that was happening when he's coming back from his injury. Well, Tyson, the only thing he did last season was lead the league in attempts for the third time in his career, put up 1,538 rushing yards, which was second in the league, had 13 on the ground, uh, touchdowns on the ground. And like you said, he improved his pass catching. Like he became a little bit more dynamic out of the backfield, which is something that he hasn't shown. Like the most targets, receptions, and receiving yards he's ever had with 33 receptions and 398 receiving yards. Like I think he's the most dominant rusher in the league when you look at, okay, who's a bell cow? Let me go and turn around and hand this baby off to somebody. Like, go get, go and get me yards. He's that guy, man. Like, he's a power forward coming down the lane and dunking he's insane. on. He's sick. He's hard to stop. But I mean, you said it there though, with the most attempts for the third time in his career. That, that's where the nerves come in for me as far as projecting towards next season. I that I get that, and I think we we've, we've been trying to say that. And I think when we looked at it, so he led the league in rush attempts, rush yards, rush touchdowns, and rushing yards per game in back to back seasons and. 2019 and 2020 and in 2021 it felt like oh maybe this is kind of falling off cliff there he was hurt right like that was a thing and that's where like well is this the end of derrick henry and he follows it up with something so is it more of a cyclical thing where okay maybe next year is a little bit of a down year you know what's the quarterback play going to look like are they going to stack the box a ton and then it looks like maybe he's mortal again and let's say will levis can play and it opens up the aerial attack and now you pull let less people out of the box you put let, you can put less people in the box so that's that's just the way i think about things but here's the other thing tyson even if we know the defense is going to stack the box which they will they knew that in the playoffs when he had 180 plus rush yards and back to back games for the first time in nfl history they he knew that and the defenses knew that when they stacked the box and he put up 180 plus yards in three state three three straight games for the first time in NFL history. The dude's just a freak, and like you said, I'm just going to enjoy this ride while we can. You know, it feels disrespectful to ha- not have him at number one and running back, but I don't know. This next guy that I have is pretty special. <laughs> There'll never be another Derrick Henry. I'm confident in saying that. I don't think we'll ever get a guy that looks like that doing what he's doing. But I have a number one for you, Brad, and I don't think I, you like it. I'm I'm just so perplexed by this. Why don't you go ahead and, and share with everybody who it is? The number one running back in the NFL is the highest paid running back in the NFL. Is the number eight overall pick in this year's draft. It's Bijan Robinson out of Texas. And I understand everybody's at home clutching their pearls. He hasn't played a snap, which is what a, a point that Brad brought up to me. My counter to that would be most running backs, if you're going to be good, you're going to come in and take it over right away. Like Saquon Barkley going into year two, uh, Najee Harris going into year two. You can run down the list. Like this is the way the position works. This dude is going to come in and I think immediately be a top seven peer running back in the NFL. Like a Nick Chubb style running. Like you can hand the ball to this guy and he's going to uh, put up 85 yards a game on 15 totes. Uh, 
You can also line him up as a slot receiver. You can throw him out wide. You can swing him out of the backfield. There is nothing B. John Robinson can't do. And I am so confident that he is going to be the number one running back in the NFL this upcoming season. If you're a fantasy football player, he is my number one overall draft pick in fantasy football drafts. He is my number one overall draft pick in dynasty fantasy football drafts. This dude is going to completely nuke the running back position. And I understand that sounds crazy. B. John Robinson is walking into Arthur Smith's offense. They have Kyle Pitts. They have Drake London. Still have Desmond Ritter. And unless Desmond Ritter is making a Jalen Hurts jump, this is going to be an offense that relies on the running game. Tyler Algier is not eating his touches unless it's by design to spell him. Cordero Patterson is not eating his touches unless it's by design to spell him. Caleb Huntley is going to steal touches from B. John Robinson? I don't think so. This guy might lead the league in total touches. This guy is going to have 2,000 scrimmage yards this season, and he's going to have at least 15 total touchdowns. And we're going to be sitting here next offseason saying, well, Bijan's one. Who's number two? Man, see, I just want to apologize to the audience because Tyson gave a compelling case. But I need to apologize for everybody out there because we pride ourselves in not overreacting. <laughs> oh, we pride man. ourselves in not having hyperbole on the show. And we pride ourselves in show and then pr- and prove I've seen it. it. I've seen it. We, no, you've seen it at the Big 12, which we make fun of for being flag we football. We do, but you know, I'm telling that's you, That's where I back. Listen, and I agree with you because if it's quarterback, and we're like, well, Caleb Williams coming, he's going to be number one quarterback. Or, you know, this guy's coming in at wide receiver, and he's going to be better than Justin Jefferson. Like, we're always like, eh, I don't know, because these guys are pretty special. The running back position is where I'll give it to it's you. wide because, open. You know, and a lot of these guys do come in because they're in their prime immediately. I think you're a little bit blinded by your man crush here. Like, I think he's going to be awesome, but I think I don't think a lot of people are going to say if he has a great season, he's already the best running back in the league. I think we'll pump the brakes a little bit. I think everybody's going to be like, just like Saquon, oh, he was awesome as rookie year. Rookie of the year, great, but there's still some guys probably better than him. We need to see it for more consistency. I think after Saquon's rookie season, people are sitting on shows just like this saying, I think Saquon Barkley's best running back in the NFL, and I'm so confident in it, I'll do a six-pack bet with you. Okay, perfect. I'll take. I'll do the six pack bet. I think you might have been accidentally listening to New York radio. That might have been. Where you were <laughs> <laughs> that might have been where you were hearing that. No, all right, six pack bet. And what is what's it going to be? Uh, Bijan Robinson most r- yards from scrimmage. I think Bijan Robinson leads the league in yards from scrimmage this year. Okay. I, I I think this. Do I need to pick a guy? Yeah, I mean, no, you don't have to. Okay. That that's just what that's the position I'm taking, man. Beautiful. All right, you got yourself a bet. Well. Ladies and gentlemen, let me get this train back on the tracks here and talk about the actual best running back in the NFL. Because, you know, he plays in the NFL. <laughs> that, He's that's going to be Nick Chubb. Gosh, too many touches. <laughs> that's going to be Nick Chubb. And he has 1,525 yards last year, five yards per carry. He's averaged five-plus yards per carry every single season. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That's what it's I'm crazy. saying. That's why I think that if he was a little louder, we might be having different conversations. You know, best pure runner in the league, right? Like, I, you already said that. Like, you went through, like, if we want to talk about, like, the best, what a running back is, hits the hole, knows which hole to hit, knows, what, you know, how to be elusive in this, in the kind of the second level and kind of explode through areas he needs to. I think that is Nick Chubb. You know, he was four yards away from having a thousand rushing yards in every single season that he's played. And he was, that was his rookie year where he got 996. And, he didn't play in every single game and he didn't start every game. So, I mean, we're talking about an all time talent here. And I think he's only getting better. That's the crazy thing. And when we look at this, his quarterback situation has been horrible. I mean, at least Derrick Henry's had Ryan Tannehill. And I know people, you know, make fun of Tannehill and think he sucks. I mean, Tannehill is better than Baker. 
Tannehill was better than what Deshaun Watson was last year. But we both expect Watson to take a little bit of a leap forward this next season, and that should alleviate a lot of the pressure on Nick Chubb to be go out and get us yards like now because we're in trouble on offense. So I think Nick Chubb's going to explode next season. And like you said, man, who's going to steal his touches down by the goal line? Because last year was a lot of Kareem Hunt. Like Nick Chubb could lead the league in touchdowns. He might lead the league in touchdowns, and I think there's a real world where we're looking up next season and going, Nick Chubb had 50 receptions? Yeah, he hasn't caught the ball out of the backfield a lot. Now, Watson should help that with being in shotgun more. Well, also, like, when you have Kareem Hunt, who is uh, seemed a little maybe over the hill last season, but when he's when he got there, he was certainly a top-five pass-catching option out of the backfield. Like, you're going to give that guy – my issue with Nick Chubb is, like, I don't know what Stefanski's going to do. Like, I'm a little worried that there's going to be, like, we're going to run the exact same offense and just Jerome Ford gets the gets the receiving work. Yeah, that could that could be that could be the case. That could be the case. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our top five running backs in the NFL. We hope you guys enjoyed. Who did we miss? Like, are you a big Josh Jacobs fan? Aaron Jones? My boy Ramondre no? Stevenson. Were you upset Ramondre that Ramondre Stevenson? There was a there's a handful, and that's the thing about the running back position. I think receiver is the only one that might be a little bit more crowded uh around because we have a solid like one, two in the league and receivers, and then there's ten. It's the same thing with running back. Like you're pretty confident in three or four of them, but you can go back and forth for a while. So let us know in the comments, who did we miss? Who do you want to see? Who do you, who's your top five? Just go ahead and let us know. Best comment. We'll shout it out on our next episode. In the meantime, like subscribe and share the show. If you're watching on YouTube, we really appreciate it. Go ahead and smash that like button and say subscribe for all of our stuff. And you're listening to us, this bonus episode on Apple or Spotify. Go ahead and send us comment rate review. If you haven't and share it with your friends, we'll be back with our pack 12 preview we already did the acc so if you're getting ready for college football go and check that out on our channel until next time peace thanks for listening to the i said what i said podcast be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts while you're there please rate and review the show so others find out about the show we'll catch you on the next episode of i said what i said